Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking to my colleague, and in fact my boss, Zhuzha, <laughs> uh, who is the head of the English department of the school where I teach. And so today we're talking about all of the languages, Zhuzha, that you speak, uh, which is very impressive. So let's begin with English. This is actually not your native language. No, but it's not. You, but it's almost a native language for you. So why do you speak it so well? Well, I, I started to learn. I'm Hungarian. That's my native language. I started to learn English at school when I was eight, I think. And it was my first language, probably my first foreign language, sorry. Um, I went to a school where languages were really important. It was a special class for languages. So we had, I think, five lessons a week from the very beginning. And then I continued in secondary school where I was, again, in a special language class. Uh, I think, uh, well, we had criteria to be accepted to this school. So I think when we started at the age of 14, we had around something like FCE level. And then um, we just continued. And then I went on to study English at university. Um, I'm not sure if I took any. Yeah, I think I did the advanced exam before going to university. And then basically I did uh, five years the system in Hungary is that uh, you, at that time you couldn't do a bachelor straight away, but you did five years, which was accepted immediately as a master's degree. And a year and a half or almost two years were de devoted to language teaching. So my official degree says secondary school teacher of English literature and linguistics. Not sure if I'll ever teach literature, but I could. <laughs> And I spent four months in the UK, in Birmingham, as an exchange student, well, Erasmus. And I worked, which is where I learned most of my English, not, not at university. It was a strange experience at university. The foreign students were better than everybody else. But in real life, it was difficult to understand the Brummie accent. So that's where I, learned. I worked in a pub in a football stadium, so that's when I learned natural English, so to say. And also, one more thing, I, I worked for about 10 years, I think, in total, for a language school in Hungary where we taught Hungarian, uh, Hungarian yeah, as a foreign language. So there I met all kinds of people from all over the world. So I still have friends from Canada, the US, the UK. So that's where it comes from. And yeah, and then I did a PhD in English, too. Wow, so you've been working and studying English <laughs> your, your whole yeah. life. So did your parents specifically want you to be good at foreign languages? Well, my parents both uh, graduated, um, well, they are language teachers, they both graduated in Russian and Hungarian as a foreign language. My mum still teaches Hungarian actively. Uh, my dad, both of them, they're course book writers, basically, so they've been working their whole lives in this context, but they don't speak English. My mum speaks a bit of English, but they, it doesn't come from the family. Okay, but your path as a language so, yeah, student I, was I laid had, out for you. Yeah, yeah, I had uh, I listened to kids' songs when I was three in Russian and Finnish and whatnot. But uh, so yeah, it was kind of there in the family. Yeah. Okay, so turning to Hungarian, as yeah. you said, which is your native language. Mm -hmm. So if I understand correctly, this is a Turkic language, or it's, it's not. not. A, it's, it's not a Turkic it's language. Not, it's not. It's a Finno-Ugric language, wow. which comes from Siberia, 
actually. Okay. It's, I knew it wasn't a Slavic language, but I thought it was. Yeah, a no, 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 no. Okay. No, it's 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 called Finno-Ugric, and um, basically it's a big other language family, just like the Indo-European. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not at all related to any other language, in any other let's say language that is an official language in Europe because it's related to about twenty other languages. But they're minor, except for Finnish and Estonian, which are spoken in, obviously, Finland and Estonia. But the other languages are minor local languages still spoken in the north of Russia. Some of them have only a few hundred speakers left, so they're disappearing. But the three major languages are Hungarian, Finnish and Estonian. Wow, that's really interesting. And so is it close at all to those languages? No, not at all. I can confirm that because I went to school in Finland for a while and... I used English at the beginning because I had no idea whatsoever. I always say it's something like as close as English to Russian. It comes from the same root. Linguists can prove that they're related, but they're not at all similar. Not at all. Okay. And are people in Hungary proud of their language? I think they are. I think they're proud of the fact that it's so difficult to learn and it's so different from everything else. So, you know, there's always these... Um, urban legend, so to say. <laughs> yeah, it's the second most difficult language after whichever Chinese, I don't know, which is, yeah, obviously has no linguistic foundation whatsoever, but it's said to be a difficult language to learn. And I am also um, a teacher of, of Hungarian as a foreign language, so I can prove that it's, if you if you want to start learning Hungarian as a foreign language, your learning curve will be much, much slower than any Indo-European language, basically. And why did people typically learn Hungarian? As well, mostly it's, it's changed quite a lot. Uh, there's a generation whose parents left Hungary in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So immigrants, typically Canadians, people from the US, Germans. So it's second or now even third generation Hungarians who didn't learn it or learned it a little bit when they were kids. That's one group. Um, the second group is Hungarians living in, or people who have Hungarian origins living in countries around Hungary, where there are still some Hungarian settlements. And thirdly, now that's the newest, the latest group maybe, uh, people who work in Hungary. So businessmen, Budapest is quite a trendy city today. For expats, some of them want to learn Hungarian. And also some, I taught some translators, interpreters from Brussels, so people who work for the EU, they need they need an exotic language apart from the million other languages that they speak. Okay, and so you have also a German-sounding last name. Yeah. So that's another one of your languages. And so it's how did you learn my, German? Yeah, but it's got nothing to do with my name. In So my name is, is Hoffman. In Hungary, there are quite a lot of families that have Hungari- uh, German names. Sorry, It goes back to, I don't know, the 16th, 17th century. I'm not even sure. It's got nothing to do with uh, my my language knowledge. No, I just wanted to learn another language at school and German is still quite popular because it's close to Austria. So in Hungary, it's definitely the second most popular foreign language after English now. Um, and so I just picked that at school and learned it and went to Germany first and then Austria and then Zurich and became a German teacher too. <laughs> and then you married a Spanish speaker. Yeah. And so then you had to learn Spanish. Yes. I, yeah, no, no, it was before. No, I'm, I'm not sure I'd be married to a Spanish speaker if I, if I hadn't spoken Spanish already. No, I, I, at university I, I decided that I wanted to learn another language. And um, uh, I, I, was, I didn't like French, 
which is strange because now I speak it because I have to. <laughs> I also uh, didn't like French for what it's worth. Uh, now I got to like it, but anyway, so I didn't want to choose French. I was a bit hesitant between Italian and Spanish. Um, and I had some fr uh, Spanish friends, so, so that made me decide. I just started to learn for fun. And after English, I found it relatively easy to learn. So I, yeah, I learned it just partly on my own, partly with the teachers so in a group. And then now it's become the family language at home. <laughs> okay. And then you had to learn French. I had because to learn you moved French, to yeah. But there's one that we forgot. I learned Russian at school okay. because it was compulsory at that time. I learned Russian for eight or nine years or something. Um... I used to speak really well. I even have an exam that proves that I was a B2 speaker at some point, but I just totally lost touch with the language, so I don't speak it anymore. I, I understand a little bit, but uh, but uh, I'd rather say it's passive for the moment being. And French, I learned it because I live in Geneva, so I thought it's not very nice to live in a place where you don't speak the language. So. No, of course, it. but apart from Russian, the other five you really use every day. Yes, I do. I do. I do. And so that's great. Day. You've sort of created this this life where you are able to use all yeah. these languages day by day. It's great. I do. I do use them. Yeah, partly some of them more more at work, some of them more in my private life. But I use all of them on a daily basis. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you. to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.